Good day. It's the best day of the week. Great day to be alive. Great day to get better. I'm KL Frierson, and y'all know who I got with me today. <laughs> Oral Granville Phillips. What? Oral Granville Phillips. So you not Mr. Phillips? If no, you... today I'm on my best behavior. Oh. Oh. I bet you, I bet you, you don't want to. And um, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a special guest with us. Um, she has welcomed us in into her her home city for right now. Um, we've got the the queen of queens. <laughs> the um, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna put a lot on this right now. So, social media mogul. Okay. Um, we've got real estate mogul. Um, she's the boss of her home, even though I think the little one is is definitely <laughs> the yeah, boss. Um, she's doing it all right now, up and comer. We've got Queen Claudia Banks with us. How are you doing? <laughs> I appreciate it. Who do I need to sign? Oh yeah, we, we definitely get your autograph before we leave. It's for a tax write-off. Uh well yeah, so welcome. Welcome to um our crazy home of We Are More Than the Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for bringing me on. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast with somebody else. So this is pretty fun. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem at all. I, I appreciate you saying yeah. So that was that was a um what is it um hurdle number one because yeah. i mean you said yeah so now we're here we're here so tell us more about yourself other than what it is that i've said who are you let let the people know man okay so my name is claudia um i am a mother of three crazy little girls um i've I don't know. I, I can definitely say I'm the underdog. I definitely feel like the underdog. I've faced a lot of adversity and gotten through a lot of uh, a lot of a, a huge storm. So and, you know, I'm in real estate. Um, I'm doing social media management that I eventually wanted to become a like one stop shop for branding. I want it to be a huge branding company. So I'm really excited about that. That is um, a uh my baby right now okay. it's a it's a startup so i'm excited about that um i also have my podcast called letters to my daughters um and that is actually something that i've had on ice for a little bit yeah. and i'm ready to get back into it so this actually is motivation i appreciate good. it <laughs> good because it's, it's uh definitely time to get back into it i've listened to all the episodes um, and I think it's wonderful content, but you definitely need to revisit that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, dive back into your passion project. Yep. For sure. So how'd you get started with the, um, the social media thing? So, um, funny thing, I actually became the assistant of the, um, owner of the brokerage that I hang my real estate license in. Mm -hmm. And I started off by doing most of the social media posts, like doing flyers, announcing new listings, announcing um, agents and everything like that. And so I that's when I first started playing with Canva and Adobe Spark and stuff. Okay. And then after that, 
I started, it was just something that I had a lot of fun doing. And then I started looking into the branding aspect of it, not just putting out the templates and the, the actual posts. I realized that social media has a whole lot more to deal with just putting on there a pretty picture. Like your caption has a lot to do with it, what type of content you put out, the quality of it. So then it was something that, I mean, and I, I'm somebody who I do a lot of research and I fall down a rabbit hole of research and it's just <laughs> so hard to get out of it. And social media marketing was just something that I could spend hours just going in there, diving into it and, and really looking. And, and then I research people's Instagrams and see what works for other people and everything. So I feel like in businesses, especially me personally, being an entrepreneur and being a realtor and everything, I get really busy sometimes. So okay. for me to sit there and create content for my Instagram or for my Facebook takes a lot of my time and sometimes with everything I got going on it's really hard to just focus on that so because I know this about me I know that there's other realtors that struggle with it I know that there's other businesses that struggle with it and especially when you're a busy business you're busy trying to get your business out there right so mm -hmm. like with I socialize it's one of those things where you build your business I'm going to help you establish it on social media because at the end of the day social media is such a key factor and a key tool for these businesses to grow and to gain recognition and um yeah so that's that's pretty much where that came from I got excited sorry guys. no you're fine <laughs> you're fine that's that's what it's for yeah so um <laughs> That's so adorable. <laughs> Got my girls. <laughs> nah, it's good. This you. She's so sweet. So, Life of a single mom. The great thing about the pod is that <laughs> we can always edit. So right. that's that's one of those edible things. Bruh. Not edible. Ed edit. <laughs> We get what you're saying. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. So uh, you gonna you gonna cut that out. Stop talking about mama mother, man. All right. So that's social media. Mm -hmm. Now the real estate. Mm -hmm. You've been doing real estate for how long now? I've been doing real estate for two. Actually, it's close to being three years now. Okay. Mm -hmm. How'd you get into real estate? So funny thing. Um, I actually was, so I guess I have to go all the way back to the beginning. Um, while I was in Colorado, um, I was married at the time and my husband actually became incarcerated. And so because of that, I had to kind of move and, you know, come here pretty much. Okay. And so my biggest thing was how can I, what can I do so that way I can still spend time with my daughters because in Colorado I worked a full-time job and it was really hard for me to get time off so the good thing was you know their dad was around so I could tag team him in and if he and he was in the military so he had much more flexibility than I did he could go pick up the girls if they were sick stay home with them if they were sick whereas me and my full-time job I couldn't do that I didn't have the freedom to do that okay so since I knew this when I came over here I was pregnant with my with my youngest and I had my two other daughters so I knew that I needed to make sure that I, I could do something where I can still be a, a, a good parent and I didn't have to worry about putting too much of a load on my mom because that's the reason why I moved out here is my mom is the only family that I have here. So um, 
then I thought about real estate was always something that I wanted to do on the investing side of it. And I'm like, well, why not just get my real estate license and become a realtor? Didn't quite understand what that all entailed, <laughs> but um, it definitely it definitely gave me that fire, of, you know, of becoming, a, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and everything like that. Okay. So it um, yeah, that's pretty much how, why I got into it. OK. All right. So you've had a few things mm-hmm. go on. Right. Um, husband incarcerated. Right. Still husband. Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So you said rabbit hole earlier. Yes. Rabbit hole is one of our buzzwords. Oh goodness. Um, only because we have a conspiracy theorist sitting at the table with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let you put that that, that title. Okay. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. He's he's got conspiracies that are his favorites. I do, as as do I. So, like one of the last episodes that we had was just talking about conspiracy. I to it. You did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was just saying. Oh, let me say this. Okay. Someone did write me, and, and they said that they could not find. Um, you spoke about them trying to break the glass dome. Mm-hmm. It's called Operation Fishbowl. So for the young lady who wrote me and wanted me to tell you the name of it, it's Operation Fishbowl. You can look it up and it'll tell you all about it. And that's a real military operation. Operation Fishbowl. Operation Fishbowl. Listen to the name of it. Yeah, I know. Okay. I got you. All right. I got you. But we ain't going to go down that, that rabbit hole. <laughs> but somebody did ask me that and I told them I would cover it next time. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole yet because <laughs> I'm definitely going to ask whether or not you have some conspiracies that you're a fan of. Oh, um, but <laughs> but before we go there, so I like I said, I checked out your pod, mm-hmm. and your story is interesting because mm-hmm. it's it's got the consistency mm-hmm. in the beginning, and then the the climactic change of events, mm-hmm. and now you're here in South mm-hmm. Carolina. Um, single single (laughs) in South Carolina so uh, one of the questions that I did want to ask and I encourage you all definitely go check out letters to my daughters with Claudia and and listen to the story I do want you to give us some background on on what happened okay without giving away the entire okay episode (laughs) okay so so I was your typical super typical uh military spouse right um my family came first. You know, I worked full time job and everything to help out with bills and all that other good stuff. And then, um, you know, I moved around, followed him everywhere that he went, wherever he got stationed at. Um, he got into some trouble. Uh, we went through court martial. He became incarcerated. So I went from being more of the support to now I had to switch roles and become the provider. And then, um, that was that was something difficult for me because I didn't have to solve any problems. If I had an issue, I would call him and say, hey, this and this is going on. I don't know what to do. And I would like freak out, you know, and, and he would have to calm me down and, and fix the issue for me. I didn't have to do that. Then it came to the point where like now I had to I had to think on my th- my toes. I had to oh. I had to figure out how to get things done. And so the first time that I experienced this, and I don't think I, I mentioned this on on my podcast, so you guys get a little exclusive okay. story, exclusive. okay? Um, so when I had to move 
from the house that we were living in to, to come out here. One of the things that I had to do was I had to get the carpet clean because we were renting the house and they wanted a specific carpet cleaner to clean the house. And they said, if we didn't use that carpet cleaner, they were going to bill us for that amount anyway. Right. So I had no choice but to use that carpet cleaner that they wanted. So I was like, all right, cool. So now a little bit of a backstory on that. He didn't really set me up. I, I don't think that we neither one of us expected it to go down the way that it did, mm-hmm. you know, for him to end up being becoming incarcerated. So we weren't set up with a savings to deal with this issue. Right. You know what I mean? So I had a certain amount of money. I had it set up in my account and I had to find a storage because even though the military was going to remove us for free, we had to schedule that. And I had to move out of my house ASAP because my income alone wasn't going to be able to cover my overhead. You know what I mean? So I had to get, I had to get a storage. I had to get a moving truck. I had to get all of this paying out of pocket. So I'm seeing my bank account become smaller and smaller and smaller. So I had to call the uh, carpet cleaner guy. He came and he's like explaining to me everything that he's going to be doing. The whole time I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, I just need you to tell me how much it is. That's all I need. I just need you to tell me how much it is. And so uh, when he finally got to that point, he told me it was going to be $600. When I tell you, I felt like a knife like went into my chest and he kind of dug it a little bit. I was like, oh, I couldn't even breathe. I was like, okay. And I remember walking, we came back outside. He was going into his truck to get some stuff. And I was walking to the car. My mom was in there with my girls. And before I got into the car, I turned around and I walked back. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, is this, how long is this going to take? And he was like, it's going to be about three hours or so. And, and he, when he came to the house, it was about 3 p.m. So I'm calculating in my head. I'm like, okay, it's going to be about six when he finishes. I was like, so are we your last stop or do you have another another job that you got to go to? He was like, no, we're, we're my last stop. And I was like, oh, okay. So I start doing, having like, you know, regular conversation with him. And I'm like, so what plans do you got for the weekend? Because this was a Friday. And he was like, well, you know, my, my son has something. He had something going on. And so he was going to arrive late to it because of coming here to the house to clean or to that house to clean. So I told him, I was like, well, how about this? How about I help you, um, you know, clean the carpet so we can cut the time in half and then you can give me a break on the on the price that you're going to give me. Now, mind you, I'm six months pregnant. So he's looking at me, looking at my stomach, then looking back into my eyes like she ain't going to do it. Right. Right. So I was just and then so he was like, so he kind of she definitely from the south, by the way. (laughs) She ain't going to do it. (laughs) So so then he and so he was like, you know what? All right, cool. So he tells me to go like I got on top of the truck and then he's telling me what chemicals to mix and everything like that. So I learned a few things about carpet cleaning that I didn't care to learn for before. But, you know, I'm trying to like so I legit cleaned half of the carpet. He showed me how to do it, the technique that he uses and everything like that. And then so, I mean, I was in there. Um, and, my, and it was so funny because my mom, I could feel my phone going off, right? Because she's like, what are you doing right now? I didn't even make it to the car to let her know what I was thinking about doing. I just right. did it. So, because that was the first thing that popped into my head to do because that $600 was going to hurt me. So, um, I I finished cleaning the half that I needed to clean. As my, I think I did more than half. And he was just like, I think he was surprised that I actually was doing what I said I was going to do. So at the end, when he's going through everything and he's like giving me the invoice and everything like that, he hands me the invoice and he only charged me $125. So you were able to make sure that you could get things taken care of 
Right. So the and first that was the thing, first time I ever thought on my toes. Okay. You know what I mean? Where I had to solve my issue by myself. So uh, that was the first, I think, like hint of confidence. Like, okay, I can do this. You know okay. what I mean? So um, that was that was one of the things that I learned during this process. It was that role switch was a tough, a tough thing to deal with um, to become that provider when you're so used to being provided for. So, yeah. I found my independence through all that, throughout all that, though. So it's a good thing. That's what's up. So I'm, I'm in the presence of heroes. I can say <laughs> that. And what I mean by that are there are a lot of single parents mm-hmm. out here. Not all single parents are good single parents. Right. We can we can admit that. Now, I say I'm in the presence of heroes because I've seen via social media and a mm-hmm. few conversations that we've had what you do for your girls. Mm-hmm. I've seen what this guy does for my nephew mm-hmm. all the time. So like, it's just one of those things where, um, what is it? Invention is the, um, the birth of actually needing to do something. So I've, I've seen you be creative and get things done. That doesn't look like it in the story that you have mm-hmm. of, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm getting hit in my pockets really hard. Right. How can I do something really quick to make sure that I can at least salvage some of it? So that's, that's dope. And I, I tip my hat to both of you (laughs) actually, because single parent life ain't, uh, ain't easy. It's amazing what you can come up with Mm. when you have no choice. Yeah. See, that's the difference. Right. Right. You know, when you got a choice, you, you know, you can procrastinate, Mm -hmm. put things to the side or it's not that important, but when you got a little one or little ones and they looking at you like, okay, if you don't come through, right? nobody's nobody's on the other side waiting to help. Right. So it's just one of those, you got to do what you got to do. Right. So I can definitely understand, you know, because what I got out of that story is she found out she was a hustler. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. Hitch bringing us full circle to, yeah. you got the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Empire starting. Yeah. Um, you've got the real estate and then the assistant to the person that you got your real estate license under. Well, I'm actually not no longer an assistant now, so now I'm doing everything on my own. She the boss. <laughs> slight flex there. <laughs> yeah, I'm no longer an assistant. I I, I am that one in ten thousand. She bossed up. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What what's your ultimate goal, I know you told us what you, you would like for the social media marketing to be, mm-hmm. one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay in real estate. Right. What's your goal for your pod? Man, so I was. it was so funny. I, I had a feeling you were going to ask me of that. Of course. I had a feeling. Of course. So I was it, thinking about passion that. passion project. Yeah, it really... So it's funny because originally my podcast, I did it because I wanted to leave something behind for my daughters. Mm-hmm. I wanted to first start it off as a poetry book because I do really love to write poetry. However, I had writer's block. Like I could just, I couldn't come up with advice through poetry for them. Right. So, and then my grandmother passed away. And one of the things that she was like one of my best friends. And one of the things that I really missed was her voice. So then I decided what if I do a podcast so that way and maybe I could bring people on and we can talk about real life experiences that people go through and then they can hear they have the ability to hear my voice and I'm kind of giving them advice through the episode that they're listening to. So um, that's that's the main reason why I wanted to do letters to my daughter. So I didn't really think of it as a um, a platform for me to make money off of. It was just it was only going to be 
the purpose for it was only going to be for them, for them when they get older and stuff. They have like a, they have a archive. I, I, I usually say archive. What? So archive. <laughs> archive of episodes. I'm Spanish. Don't judge me. So, <laughs> so um. I almost sound like she's from Manning. <laughs> <laughs> so but now when I think back at it I realize I had a, I had a really good friend of me a uh, friend of mine tell me that um, my story could help somebody else get through theirs so I would like for it to become a place a community where women feel comfortable sharing their stories and um, sharing resources so that way we can help other women get through it too so I'm not sure if I want it to become a book one day with different stories from different perspectives and different women from different struggles that they have, or if I want it to eventually become a, you know, who knows, it could become a show one day. I'm not sure. But right now, I'm just, I'm not, I'm just trying to see where it goes. I guess I don't have an, a, an exact um, plan for it yet, but I definitely think that it can become something big. So, where you may not have a plan for it yet mm-hmm. the ideals are there yeah. so like where where you want to see it bud into mm-hmm. is there so let that be your motivation to kind of carry you yeah to what it is that that's coming out of it so are you still writing poetry yes okay what how'd you get over your writer's block um <laughs> because i'm the type of person that if you tell me to write something like i just can't write that subject so i usually so whenever i write poetry and i'm actually getting a lot better at it because i've okay. been been writing more consistently now um but before it was whenever i was feeling some type of way or whenever i, I get stressed out it was my way of de-stressing mm-hmm. um i can write all my emotions down on paper and um that was because when i was younger my parents were going through a divorce and so I started going to therapy because of it because I stopped sharing my emotions. I stopped sharing. I couldn't communicate. Mm-hmm. So my therapist told me, how about you start writing letters so that way you can communicate your emotions. So then I started writing letters to my parents about how angry I was at them. And then that turned into writing poetry. So when I first started writing poetry, it was based off of solely emotions. So now I I try to use more of my experience to write the poetry. So I've been able to write more consistently rather didn't we say no talking? <laughs> Did you see the way she stopped? Hold up. Like, seriously? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> it's all good. I know. I know. And it's amazing that when I came back in and you were like telling the story, I'll, I'll tell my journey. So, yeah. That's what's up. So we're going to conclude this episode because now we're just going to jump into some ignorance. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay. So this is. Yes, you did. Yeah, we did. We did because we we came for an intro. We got an intro of who Miss Claudia is. I bet you. I bet you. You know, you know with the wrong ones. Running and running and running